2: Hello and welcome back to Grim Encounters. We are an actual play horror comedy tabletop RPG podcast using the chill 3rd edition rule set. My name is Nort and I'll be your sweet little chill master. And I believe we're starting season 2. And my players are? Robert playing Wesley Hung.
3: Anna playing Mavis.
0: Derek's playing Father Frank Flanagan.
2: And I think... Where we left off, there was like a finale or something. Something. It felt like the end. I mean, or is it just the beginning? Ooh. No.
0: Yes. Cheesy. It's and the beginning be of the end. end. Yes.
2: <laughs> the beginning of the end. That's what it is. Oh, oh, yeah. So uh, it's, we haven't recorded a, a podcast in so long. So it's We're been kind of, it's been months. It's been at least a month. It has been at least a month, I think. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. That's rough. We did those bonus episodes all in one day, so... Stay tuned at the end for a promo from our friends over at Top of the Round. A D&D 5th edition podcast. Alright. So we're just gonna... We're gonna hop back into it. If you guys remember, uh, we we ended the last episode with you all defeating Rupture. Paykel losing his hand, but... Gaining his family back And his reputation Him retiring from SAVE And you all three Kinda walking into the sunset With your relative Friends Or books It has been a month Since then You guys got checked out By Dr. Steep By Dr. Rosenberg I believe that was his name And Your German doctor And he Has assessed from you And all the other victims That you have been You are being eaten your life force was being eaten by these creatures so you all kind of needed some time to recover and the HQ has put all of its forces into getting these people home some of them were easier than others like Darius was already home so that happened um so and some of them were from other parts of the world so they had to figure that out and the unknown have been for the first time in years have been kind of low like the sightings have been incredibly low if that makes any sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So it's kind of like the dust has been settling, and there's been just like stillness, like the eye of the storm.
0: I to say, or it's the quiet before the storm.
2: There you go. <laughs> Thank you. I don't have <laughs> sound, sound effects now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're we're gonna. It's it's currently 10 a.m. January 1st,
1: 2019.
2: Ooh. There was a significant time jump from you guys being in the. Simulation, simulation slash unknown realm mm. Which Father Frank discovered And handled it pretty well, I have to say Hey man hey, you know, time's just a complex We make in our own brains, so
0: Everything is freaky This is not shaken my faith In fact, it has affirmed Affirmed
2: that God does exist in an ultimate universe Possibly Yes Wesley, why don't you start off Why don't you kind of like re-describe Wait, wait a minute. Wesley, what are you doing? Like, what have you been doing? What have
4: I been doing? Uh, A lot of hanging out with uh, Dee and and Todd. Um, Also checking in on my family, because it's been a while since I've been there. I've been also helping them with their restaurant and just kind of doing that thing along with my normal workout routine and that kind of stuff. Kind of checking in with everyone and say like, hey, are we good? We good? Okay, I'm going to be here. Just let me know, you Mm -hmm. know, just, and haven't really heard too much from them, but just doing my... You know hanging out with the fam and stuff yeah
2: you, uh your parents were devastated when you went missing yeah yeah oh. i probably should have told them something you know when i just disappeared <laughs> for a little while uh and then so when i imagine you just showed up to their restaurant. yeah
4: like hey, hey ma hey dad then been, been gone for a little bit i was on a trip
2: um when you you walked in the first time your father uh, dropped the plate he was holding and ran to you with a hug and was like in tears with the excitement to see you Um, and uh, your mother came out and was like hello Wesley and then kind of (laughs) gave you a a good pat and said we need you in the kitchen so
4: right, throw on my apron and get back there like I normally do
2: and then you you heard your father kind of try to scold your mother but that never works out very well
4: no no oh by the way they do spring uh, speak broken English, but I'm not going to force you I, to do
2: that. So yeah, I so like yes, they <laughs> are.
4: Just just imagine like the, uh, it's <laughs> broken English. So
2: because they 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 came they're from they're Chinese, correct? Correct. So they came from China, yes, this, like years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they do spoken and Chinese accent with broken English, and I don't want to do that because that is no, <laughs> I will not uh, force you to do that. Uh, I, I mean, you know, territory territory I'm not in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Imagine speaking Mandarin would be hard.
2: There's gonna be my voice. <laughs> yep. Sounds good to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, so that's all you've done?
4: Pretty much, yeah. Not, okay. Not breaking from my routine too much. So.
2: Okay. So yeah, you received a text, uh, a call about a few hours ago from Charles, informing you that you that you're all having a meeting at about ten thirty. Okay. Uh, so that he, you know, he's telling you to come in. And to you know, be prepared because they're handing out cases today, Oh, as well okay. as having just a, a, a HQ wide meeting. Right. Uh, so you are you're like standing. You have like a, a standy mirror in your room. What is like you look into it? What does Wesley look like?
4: Um, he is the best way to probably describe him is he looks kind of like uh, a guy from Street Fighter. Okay? okay. He's he's bulky. He's he's got a very he's very muscular. Uh, but I always wear a track suit uh, variety of colors, but they always have like the two stripes on the sides You know because that's that's the thing. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. one stripe depending on the day how he's feeling um, But he's got you know, uh, I believe I described him before black hair brown eyes um, Kind of combed over to the side uh, Not too long, but
2: yeah, that's 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 Wesley awesome.
4: Oh, and he always wears his dart chain as like a belt, but it's kind of underneath his uh, jacket, so it doesn't attract too much attention. Gotcha.
3: For the yeah. record, uh, three striped tracksuits are the best tracksuits. Mm,
4: one or two. Got to go one or two. Yes, three. Got to be bold with the one sometimes. It's got to
3: be Adidas. The
0: the real question is, what material is it made out of? Because <laughs> is it made out of that like, that like you know, like that shh, shh, sh- shh, oh. shh, shh. What yeah, that's that's only that's, that's the only that's, one. That's right? that's only okay, one. So yeah, let's breathe. breathe. What
4: tracksuit is made out of like wool? I mean,
0: well, like no, no, no not like
3: wool. Like <laughs> it's <laughs> like, there's, a, like the there's like the sweat there's like the and then no, there's no. the uh, windbreaker ones. Yeah,
4: no, 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 not it's it's like you think a typical tracksuit. That's what it is. That's not, what it is. Okay. Not like the '80s, like you know, like super like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's it's like
2: tracksuit.
0: You live next to a thrift shop that sells just tracks. Okay. he's their best Exc- customer exclusively.
2: <laughs> That's how you get so many jacksy. So do you live do you live with your parents or do you have like an apartment? I around was, you with your
4: parents? I was actually bunking with uh Todd. Okay. So like cuz I can't afford one by myself just mm. helping my family out for, you know, yeah. at the restaurant.
2: So. Cuz they live like above their restaurant and mm-hmm. they they have like a flat yep. and you live like on the same street then. Yeah. And yeah. then cool. you know, Todd is cool with living Around Yeah Because he loves Chinese food and, and Japanese food And stuff so Oh yeah
3: I also love Chinese food And, and I'm Chinese gonna
2: make It canon that
4: Your mom fucking
2: Loves Todd
4: Oh yeah Oh yeah She thinks she's, he's he's Freaking <laughs> awesome And like
2: just the, the coolest guy ever Like oh yeah She's always asking Him to like Move couches Even though she Doesn't need to Move the couch you know Yeah I mean? <laughs> Yeah And he's super Happy to do it Yeah he gets
4: Free Chinese out <laughs> yeah. of it Why wouldn't he <laughs> She invites him Over for dinner All the time You know almost like she loves him more than me but <laughs> it's because she does
2: <laughs> oh okay um so I imagine you just you uh take a bus or something you hop in the... yeah yeah I'll take, I'll take I don't a know bus if, I don't there. remember if you had a car no no, no, no. no. Okay. okay yeah it's Chicago so there's decent public transportation Mm-hmm. also there's also Uber and shit so no I'm
4: gonna pay for that I got my bus yeah. pass
2: okay um so the, the, ca- the camera kind of shifts to uh did you... Where does... Where was your parents' house located? Wasn't it Justice, Or was your parents' house located in, like, downtown Chicago?
3: Uh, I lived in the suburbs. You live in one of the suburbs? Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: so the camera shifts to one of the suburbs of Chicago and kind of narrows down on a very nice-looking two-story home. Uh, the outside's not very well taken care of. Um, it's not bad-looking. It's just, like, the hedges haven't been trimmed in a few years. And it, it kind of goes through the front door, and you see... Mavis, what have you been doing?
3: So, um, well, after we got out, um, I spent some time, um, like, with Jewel. Just, uh, talking about our lives. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We're not, we're not even that old, but, like, it feels like we're old. Oh, yeah. Uh, We've definitely been through a lot together, but, uh, Jewel did go back to, um, uh, her HQ. And, she sure did. Um, I've been, I don't know, just kind of hanging around the house. Uh, took a couple solo trips out to um, some like state parks and whatnot. Yeah. And just did some like thinking by Soul myself. Soul surgery? Yeah, a little bit. Oh. Um. Because uh, it was a, uh, I mean, of course, at the time I didn't know it. Um, they were recruiting and keeping safe people at the hotel. But, um, unfortunately my parents were not there. Um, which would have been rather convenient.
2: It would have been, but it wasn't vampires that were in charge of this yes, hotel. Yes, I know. Uh, so you kind of stand up in your bathroom and you're like looking at yourself, getting ready. What does Mavis look like?
3: Okay. So, um, I think I think I also, I think I decided to cut off all my hair. Not, oh. like, all of it. Like, just, like, um, it was, like, a medium length, like, mm-hmm. between the shoulder blades. I think I'm going to go with, like, a classic, uh, I'm going to go with an asymmetrical bob sort of thing. Okay. Um,
2: kind of gets, uh,
0: gets out of the way, too. Yeah. Did you highlight the asymmetrical part? Like, with, like, blood red tips?
3: Um, I'm going to go with blue.
2: See,
0: see, you always got to do that.
2: It's the accents. Yes. And and her natural hair color is
3: is is like a chestnut brown. Chestnut brown. Mm. Okay. And then she has um hazel eyes. Um, I think she's five three, athletic build. So.
2: Doesn't she wear a lot of like hoodies and stuff?
3: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, hoodies and jeans. Hoodies, stuff. jeans, neutral colors. Uh, hiking boots often.
2: Yeah, and a bu- bubble backpack
3: bubble backpack for the squirrel. I, I have a pet squirrel. <laughs>
2: what is your squirrel? What is their name and what do they look like?
3: Uh, Arrowhead. He is a black squirrel with a white arrow on his forehead, hence the name Arrowhead.
2: And I believe he has a bow. You have a bow that you keep on. Yeah, on. it's a bow tie. Mm-hmm.
3: He also uh, has harness and he eats trail mix often.
2: And he is well trained.
3: Yes, he is very well trained.
2: Yeah, it's almost as if he was a pet prior. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so... That's that's Mavis. Mavis Osterling. Yes. Uh, and your main goal is to find your parents that you thought were dead, but you found out they are...
3: Currently alive and uh, thralls.
2: Of vampires.
1: Mm.
2: Okay. No, and, and Wesley, he was a former save uh, recruit that during the fall of the Chicago HQ, he was one of the only survivors and he thought everyone else was dead. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just...
4: I just went back home. Yep. A little backstory.
2: <laughs> uh, there was a team that they played kind of like a B team from a different HQ. Cause the Chicago HQ is kind of in secret. It is kind of going underground because the Midwest was entirely about 85% of it was wiped out by the unknown. in just one day. And a lot of the former veterans are very uh, paranoid and they don't trust the organization right now. So they're uh, it's a lost HQ. Um, in the that's what the lore says. So it's kind of they're kind of in hiding, uh, kind of trying to take back Chicago before they come out into the fold again. Maybe, we haven't really talked to them about it. So, and uh, Jules was from I think it was the Milwaukee HQ, mm-hmm. uh, one of the last remaining HQs in the area, because Middle America is just basically overrun in secret. I mean, no one really knows, and people don't know that there's monsters, but. And Jewel was the head of a different team, and that was mm-hmm. Mavis's best friend from college. So there's a little backstory on that if you're just jumping into this episode, which is a decent starting point, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and then the camera pulls away from you just as you get into your Mavis mobile, which is uh, was like a 1986 station wagon
3: mm-hmm. with a faux wood paneling.
2: Yeah. And you <laughs> hop in, and your squirrel kind of hops on the dashboard and is eating some nuts, look mm-hmm. watching you drive. Oh, and you make your way to the HQ, which is located in Justice, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. And it uh, zips away, and it flies to this church, this older-style church. It's decently sized, it can, but not, like, humongous. Um, the front sign says, Our Lady of Sorrows Catholic Church. And um, where would Frank be
0: right now? I am sitting behind my desk, actually writing writing something are you in the
2: church your church office i am in the church
0: office yes
2: because behind the church there is another like house an old old house correct and the camera zooms to the front doors and it opens with it and uh it goes through and there is a a, a younger you know he's like he's like late 30s mm-hmm. man he is sitting at the po- standing at the podium it looks like he's practicing something it passes that gentleman and goes into the back room and it zooms through this into this like study area and you see Frank. What do the listeners see when they look upon Frank? Frank
0: appears to be a man in his early to mid 70s. Tired, worn, weathered, um, with a spark in his eyes. Very nice, white, white hair, and very, very black, stark, um, priestly clothing. So. With the collar and all. Collar and all. Got it all, and then
2: uh, and then the uh, silver crucifix. Yes, yeah. yeah. And leaning up against the desk next to him is a a beautifully elegant cane. Oh yeah, it I looks a little stockier than most canes. Yeah, that's true. I always forget about the cane. And uh, <laughs> what? But what book is laying out in front of you?
0: Um, this is actually so. It's a great question. In my downtime for this month, mm-hmm. I have been going back, and um, we are a bit behind on keeping records. Yes. here in in uh. This particular save area. So I have been going back and cataloging the groups' endeavors that we have been going on, as well as musings by Father Frank. Ooh, yeah.
2: So yes, because the church has been running without you, it's just been kind of a mess. Yeah, a little bit. I've I've taken a a two-man job. (laughs) I've taken a step back. Uh, because for the listeners who are tuning in now, they they were missing for like six months. Uh, they were kind of held captive by a bunch of unknown ghosts slash digital entities slash uh, something. We don't know what else. We don't know what that thing was. Yeah. Well, I know what that thing was. Like me, your daddy knows what the things are, but they don't. And that's just how it be be sometimes. So you're sitting there and you're you're wrapping it up and your phone rings. (gasps) Ring, ring, ring. I put it up to my ear. Uh, you hear it, The phone connects And there's like some It sounds like the person's outside Or oh. something And you hear A very familiar voice mm. And then you hear them say Father We have a problem Abraham? Yes father It's me
0: What can I help you with?
2: You remember the little problem We ran into? He says Do you remember The little problem we had A few years back? And a chill goes up your spine As he says that Yes of course Well, I'm afraid that we might have a similar problem here again. Can you meet me tonight? Yes. Yes, of course I can. Although, Abraham. Yes.
0: What was the last thing you left to me before you... Before you went off
2: a golden lockpick? All right. Where are we meeting? We are meeting at McKinley Park around 8 p.m. I will be there. Awesome. Thank you. That sounds good. And you hear the phone click? Can you roll perception? Yeah. Hap. I got a four. So uh, you hear it click, and you're like about to put the phone down, and then you hear another click. <laughs> mm. But you're, you're pretty sure that it is, but you don't know the wires are kind of old, so. That's fair. Okay. So take that as you will. I do. And it's about 10 a.m. and you know that the meeting starts about 30 minutes. And you do hear the doors open up, out like coming into the church.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I'll close my I'll close
2: my book, put it into my desk,
0: grab my cane,
2: and and hobble out. And you are greeted. You see your two teammates as they walk in. What do you guys do when you see each other? Peace it's
1: been sign.
4: A month since we've seen each other, right? Uh, we've probably
2: so. seen I each I other. Mean, we've seen each other off right. and on. I well. mean, because you all you were all welcome to help with the refugees, and I'm sure some right. of you would. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. okay. But Leah, let's okay. see. You haven't seen each other in like, like a week or maybe I don't know. Sure.
3: Yo, Triple F, what's up? I just do peace signs. <laughs>
0: <sighs> it's magnificent to see both of you. Yeah. Energy is not wasted on the youth.
4: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Are you ready to go down? Yep. Y- yeah, let's go. Let's, let's
4: do this meeting
0: thing. All
2: right, so you go like down the cellar stairs of the church into like the, where you keep the communion wine and you walk past the wine and all the boxes and behind the boxes, there is like a, a faux bookshelf that you kind of move out of the way and uh, you all walk down like a, a spiral staircase that descends for like a, for a while and it gets colder, obviously a little mm-hmm. bit because it turns into like stone um, like almost like a cave structure. And, uh, it opens up into a bright white, like, 1970s style, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Reception area with, like, with some updated furniture thrown in, but there's, like, a lot of, like, old, nasty colored couches that look pretty comfortable. But, and then to the left, uh, you see another, like, door. There's, like, a door that's open and it leads to like a lit cavern that like a cavern hallway and you see a couple people walk through there that you recognize as team uh team cursed passion uh you see Wu, uh a japanese man who lost his voice and he nods to all of you and then you see a very large uh very large woman she's about like six six just ripped corded muscles and she has, like, um, her army fatigues on. And she wa- walks past you guys and gives you all a wave. And then behind them arguing is the twins, Gene and Dean, mm-hmm. who look identical up into the fact that they're both different genders. And they have long blonde hair and blue eyes. And they're just arguing back and forth about something this incoherent. Because they have, like, a twin language. Something obnoxious that I imagine they'd have. <laughs> That would upset me. Yeah, like twenties. <laughs> yeah, and he has like thick rimmed glasses that like, and he kind of had and, uh, and she's like drop dead gorgeous, but she looks like she could kick your ass. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. she was an MMA fighter, and they kind of walk in before you guys. And at the front get at the front desk is Sydney, one of the lab assistants slash secretaries that lets you in. Um, and she, and once you guys walk in, you see her hop down and she's like maybe five foot tall and she hops down off the chair and follows you guys into the bullpen. That is like an old, like, it's like, it was, it looks like it was themed after like a 1970s police headquarters. Um, the ceiling, the, the ceiling's super high. It looks like it is an old cavern wall that they have like re re uh, purposed, um, and you just open up to this huge bullpen with desks, and like there's a kitchen that you see, and past the kitchen, like an open air kitchen, and past the kitchen, you see all of like the chair, all of the like cafeteria tables, and it looks like they have pushed them all together to make a giant circle.
1: Hmm.
2: And um, in this, in the HQ, you know that there's like there's an extensive library, there's bunks for everyone, and you took to your left and you see. Person comes out of the gym, it's this very large man with a bald head and just lots of tattoos. And, and uh, he gives it, all of you a big toothy smile as he walks up to the meeting table as well. And uh, he, he's putting on his Adidas jacket. And he's like, Hello, everybody, how are you doing? It's me, Roman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs>
0: Father Frank is a
2: wonderful recruiter, <laughs> <laughs> um, and as you're walking up to the table, you see a ton of people that are sit- either seated or standing around around the tables. Um, at the front of this this like meeting table they've created, you see the council of five. Um, and you and you all take a seat at the opposite end of those of the this giant table. Uh, like in the middle, there's just openness. If that makes sense, is this all making sense? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you you look directly, see it in the middle of all these people, is uh, is a man by the name of Richard Black. Uh, he is the former chief of the Chicago branch and the current head of the infrastructure of the location. Um, he is the one who sends you out on the missions and makes sure you get the resources you need. Uh, he uh, stands up and like to greet you guys. And he is an older Caucasian man in his late 50s Um, and he's about 5'11 And, uh, as he gets up He, like, stumbles for a second And then grabs his cane And, uh, you do remember that his leg Was just devastated by A creature of the unknown during the attack Um, and he He, like, smiles at you guys and greets you And he, you, you take a look at his Uh, his, like, green eyes And he has, like, this short, salt-and-peppered Black hair And, uh he sits down and you look to the person that's sitting next to him and it is this man in this like firmly pressed black suit with like a black tie and he is like leaning in his chair like super casually and uh that is charles fletcher he is the head of your communications department and mavis's uh family uncle friend uncle charles is what like she called him.
1: godfather pretty much yeah <laughs>
2: And Charles just deals with the God. Oh, sorry. I couldn't <laughs> help it. Couldn't help it. It's okay. And uh, Charles deals with recruitment, money, and other mysterious tasks. He's just over six six feet tall and forty two years young. Uh, he runs a hand through his short brown hair and gives a beautiful smile and wave. Hello, everybody. How you doing? And gives you all a nod. Um, sitting next to Charles, looking straight up to the ceiling, in, is a Caucasian woman that appears to be in her late 40s, named Sarah Smith. Sarah is the head of the art, and is in charge of training and researching the mysterious magics of the art. Sarah's blue eyes seem to be pure white at the moment, and she seems to be mouthing something about the ceiling. She level, levels her head and blinks a few times, and her eyes turn back to normal. She cocks her head at you three as you sit down and re her army helmet that sits atop her shaved head. She reaches into her one of her many pockets and begins eating jerky without blinking. On the other side of Richard is an imposing African-American woman. Her long black hair is tied up into a tight bun and her army fatigues look well ironed. Her, ar- her left arm is missing and the sleeve is tied off at the shoulder. Uh, she is your head of security, First Lieutenant Naomi Davis. Uh, Davis's brown eyes soften as she sees you through and gives you all a firm nod last but certainly not least of the council is a short greasy white man and he sits on the end he has a lo- he has long black hair that falls down to his shoulders and as he looks up to you he pushes up a pair of thick coke bottle glasses onto his nose his massive green eyes stare at you you all and he excitedly waves at you all that is dr dax thornhill head of r and d he also goes by the name of captain by a few <laughs> But not us. (laughs) And around the table is a slew of other HQ members, the other teams there. And also standing around the table is Mark and Sydney, your two secretaries slash uh, lab assistants. Um, And standing kind of off to the back closest to, like, the medical lab is Dr. Steven Rosenberg. He's your elderly German man doctor. He's the HQ's doctor. Um, You found him living in the walls of this HQ after the attack. Um, Because this is, like an old HQ they used before they got their brand new fancy one that got destroyed uh and standing uh behind team of curse passion is uh the, the big Russian bear of a man you saw prior Roman uh and next to him is a shorter woman named Daisy Watts that you guys discovered that was in the simulation prior that said she was she was from 1914 So she has a little time to place. Lastly, coming out of the storage room and standing behind Richard is one of the strangest people at the HQ. Uh, He he places his hands behind his back and stands stiffly behind Richard. His name is Dr. Morris Grimwoodsgate and his white plague doctor's mask stands out prominently against his brown leather round hat and brown leather jacket pants and thick boots and he is stiffly standing and awaiting the meeting to begin Richard pipes up after about a minute of silence and says welcome back team hearts pain and team cursed passion it is wonderful to have you all back and just an explode of applause comes from everybody do you want to say anything?
3: I don't say anything.
2: I'm just clapping.
3: For yourself? <laughs> there, everybody else, too.
0: I just kind of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Just a nice, nice small golf clap. Uh, and just looking around and nodding.
2: The applause uh, ends in here like a, a chair squeak as Dax stands up on it. Um, and he's a very short man. He's like five foot two, I believe I said he was. Um, and he goes... Um, I'd like to thank everyone for coming into the meeting. Um, It's a pleasure to have everyone back and I know that Paykel is retired now and that was one of my friends, but that's okay. Uh, We'll still have a fun time and uh, I just want to thank everyone for being here and then he starts to stammer and uh, Naomi pats him like on his side and he uh, sits down. (laughs) And he kind of like, he has, his face is all flushed and he starts fiddling with his hands.
4: Wesley claps for Dax. <laughs> everyone um. kind of awkwardly
2: starts clapping to <laughs> Um Then the meeting continues as normal. Assignments are handed out to people and it appears the unknown are back at it again and doing their evil deeds. Uh, Richard walks up to you with the familiar manila folder and hands it to you guys. Are you guys ready for your next mission?
1: Yes.
0: I have pressing matters this evening, but yes.
2: Of course. I completely understand. Yeah, I just got to tell my mom, but yeah, I should be good to go. <laughs> he smiles. Uh, well, this, uh, I'll give you the brief details before you read the notes. Uh, the wife... Uh, the uh, So you start looking into a missing persons case. Um. The wife of this victim has sworn up and down that she saw him on the street last week when she was driving home from work, even though he's been missing since December 15th. Um, when she stopped the car to confront him, he ran away. As if he didn't know her. Okay. Uh, so that is really my the Under his arm, he has another folder. And he goes, uh, if you have any questions for me, let me know. I'm going to go give the assignment to the other team. The familiar tappings of the cane uh, echo away from you as he walks away.
0: I open up the manila folder.
2: So in the folder, there is a few pieces of paper. There is like a file on the victim. His name was, uh, his name is Mickey Francis, age uh, 31, height 5'8". His weight is about 140 pounds. And he is a Caucasian man with dirty blonde hair and green eyes. He disappeared on December fifteenth, while he after he was out with a few buddies, uh, on the town, like drinking and stuff. And the last thing they saw him do was get into a cab and wave goodbye. He never returned home that night, and the taxi, the taxi, uh, was never like found or anything. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> and then there's the address of where he was uh, last seen walking, which was North LaSalle Street, walking through a crowd when he was confronted by his wife. That's the details she gave. And the key witnesses you have listed is only one. It is Yasmin Francis. Uh, It's about a 25-year-old woman. And uh, they give her address if you needed to speak with her. Does it say what she just saw the altercation between the wife and husband no so that the wife that the wife is one of your witnesses she saw her husband
0: oh okay so Yasmin is the wife yes Yasmin
2: Francis is the wife Uh, I was confused Mm -hmm. okay and she's the one that reported it and the file ended up on gotcha officer Chuck's Chuck O'Doyle which is your key contact for this case good old Chuck Uh, and he passed it along to Richard and it, at the bottom, it lists your contacts for the case, which is Officer Officer Chuck and Officer Nick.
0: I'm a little interested. This doesn't seem like it has any anything to do with the unknown.
3: Yeah. I mean, aside from the fact that um, he doesn't recognize her.
0: Could have just tried to skip out.
3: I mean, I guess. But, hmm. Interesting. But, um... When uh, Rosenberg talked to uh, my parents, they did the same thing. When he confronted them in the streets, they ran away because they didn't know him.
2: Okay. And her phone number is listed, too. Okay. So what is your uh, first course of action? I look to the team.
3: I mean, we should probably call her, right?
2: Agreed. All
3: right.
4: Maybe you can call her, set up a time to, like, we can meet up and talk to her about it. All right.
3: Awesome.
0: Boop. Cool. We've got, like, one of the, what is it, the ratchet phone. Yeah. Rotary phone? Is it, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> ratchet phone. <laughs> ratchet, phone. <laughs> ratchet phone? I'm like, hey, that's not the right word. I don't remember <laughs> what it's called, though. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, You sure. Rotary. Just at your desk. Bring. 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 uh, the phone connects hello
0: hi mrs. Francis this is father Frank Flanagan Uh, I am with the uh, totally blanked on the Chicago PD anyway um, name Um, we have some questions in regards to your husband Um, I was wondering if we might be able to set up a time This evening to come over and talk to you about what you saw.
2: Um, yes, uh... That would be fine. I have actually taken the day off work. Uh, so I am currently home right now. I can be ready within the hour if you wanted to stop by.
0: I think that we can manage that, yes. We will be over promptly. Lovely.
2: And she... She disconnects the line before you can. Something's off. I'm trying
0: My to do like whisk- a legal woman's voice. <laughs> My whiskers are buzzing. <laughs> is that like your new sense now? Is that? Like- yeah, I imagine that's what it is. I was in the ghost realm for too long.
2: <laughs> the ghost realm. Ghost realm. The ghost realm.
4: <laughs> so instead of getting like goosebumps or anything, you're yeah, just, just like your beard just stands on end it now. Just, it's just like.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, God. Can okay. it do that? <laughs> sure. We <laughs> do do that. I don't care.
2: Uh, uh, do you guys grab anything before you leave? Besides your normal stuff?
4: Just top off my flask.
1: Okay.
0: I got everything I need on me.
3: I don't grab anything special.
0: I'll bring I'll bring my uh, book. Your special book? My special one. Because why not?
2: What's so special about your book? It talks to me. It does talk to you. <laughs>
0: We haven't quite I haven't quite figured it out yet. Um but yeah. We're going to. It speaks to me. It's a dead father. Or not a dead father?
2: I don't know. It's complicated. <laughs> Possibly. All
3: right, so you um, guys Um are oh. we taking the Mavis mobile or are we taking the black van?
0: Um
1: black we're taking van? the van. Duh. That's, Why would we take it? That's our tactical I mean, vehicle. Geez. Of course we're taking it. Yeah, you guys
3: used to love the Mavis mobile. Um and
1: then and we, upgraded. we upgraded
0: <laughs>
2: I mean yeah maybe this will be like a backup slash if we want to go into a different place F- mm-hmm. okay so yeah you guys uh walk out through the uh, reception area again and you take that weird looking tunnel and it curves with the like with the ground underneath it and theres like uh, like factory uh, like bulb lights I'm trying to think of the name for them but they're like fluorescent. Fl- yeah well no they're like the like
3: Hal- halogen lights I don't know what they're called.
0: Your halogen lights
2: I think so It's not like the long skinny ones They're like They're like wall mounted mm-hmm. um, And they have like the the, like the metal wire around them I don't know It's fine It's, uh, it's good <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of leading the way And it leads to like uh, It opens up into an underground parking Spaces Similar to like The above ground parking garages Except it's underneath And you see a, just a slew of cars parked Down there and uh, you hop in to the the mobile. Did you want to describe what this uh, van looks like?
3: Um, it's a black fifteen passenger van. Um, on the inside there's a like bucket seats and uh, equipment for uh, communicating and doing some research. Mm. Um, I believe we did keep um, Pykele's boogle box. Yeah.
2: that was the weather one right yeah, yeah. it's, it's
3: yeah. The, it uh it gives us updates on any strange weather like patterns
2: in the immediate vicinity yeah yes
3: <laughs> yes
2: and so yeah you guys hop into it and it's a little outdated because it was the van that uh the arcade oracles we used which was Mavis's parents team mm-hmm. uh so you hop in it and uh it clunks on and you drive up the ramp and you open the gate and you drive into like an it's like a trunk a trucking company is the outside uh or like semis park to load up and stuff and there is the a, a familiar old man like just really old that is sitting at his desk and he w- comes out and waves to you guys as you pass and he just looks he has the biggest smile on his face <laughs> and you hear him under his breath whisper save is back. And uh you drive to her location which is like a suburb over. So it takes about 40 minutes to get there because there's just some light traffic. And you pull up to her house.
3: Awesome. All right. Is there anything uh weird about the house?
2: Uh no, don't, you don't see from the front. There doesn't seem to mean it, it kind of looks like the other houses in the area. Okay. Just a simple one-story house.
3: For sure a contemporary ranch
2: yeah I mean it does look like it has a backyard neat but you don't see you can't see it because there's a house in front of it
3: for sure
0: (laughs) does that house even have a yard well it has a backyard but it's behind the house so
2: you don't know and she doesn't have a driveway or anything she just parks on the street okay so yeah you hop up and you approach the door I imagine yes of course
0: I wrap my cane Unless there's a doorbell there you, Sure There's a doorbell
2: I ring the doorbell Ding dong And after a few seconds The door opens And it uh, It reveals to you Which you can assume is Yasmin um, She's about 5'4 um, She is leanly built uh, And she has like a pressed Like woman's business suit on Like the pantsuit and everything it's like a light blue. And uh she has this like a stone face expression. Like her her lips it's like her her lips are like thin, where it's like not necessarily a frown, but it's like one level above that, if that makes any sense. Like yeah. almost like an expressionless uh look on her. Hmm. And she says, Hello.
0: Mrs. Francis, we spoke on the phone earlier. I am Father Frank. Hello. These, these are some of my companions. We work in tandem with the the police office.
2: All right, uh, Well, will uh, do. Come in, please. And she gestures for you to sit down in like her living room. She has like some seats set up, hmm. and she sits down in in like this chair. This like a uh, like it's like a lazy boy, but she's just sitting in it, like firm, like stiff back, on like the edge of the seat almost. Okay, she said. And you had some questions?
0: Uh, yes, just a few. Um, guys, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna activate telepathic empathy. I don't <laughs> do this very often.
2: <laughs> like Father Frank Frailigan is fluent in a lot of magic called the art. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, I, I still got it. But <laughs>
0: rolled a 92
2: so it does activate a token flips dark um a quick explanation of the tokens there is five tokens on the table right now uh three of them are white two of them are black and the players and i can use these tokens to affect the game where is it to activate magic from the monsters or the players can use it to activate their magic um they can use it to save a life they can use it to add to their target number are uh, decreased from their target number. I believe that's how you decrease from your target number. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can use those tokens and for many things. So it's a very core aspect of the game. Um, if you need a better like in-depth explanation, in our previous episode, I, in our listener Q&A, we go into depth about the tokens, I believe. So, yep. But that is a rough interview. That's really all you need to know. And so whenever you hear that like ticking sound effect I just played, a token was flipped either white or black. Alright, so why don't you tell us what your empathy does.
0: So, telepathic empathy um, at the level that I have it at, which is master, um, I can focus on a particular sentient creature and increase the result of any So, I have a plus 30 to all of my interview and communication checks, um, against the person. I can't be lied to. Basically. Well, um, she can lie, you just know she's lying. Yeah, I know she's lying. Yeah. Um, and I can very easily de-escalate any situation. Comes volatile. So how do you activate this this magic? Um, so really it's just like I, I, I think of it as like an expanding of like emotion. So something from inside that just like flows out to the area around me. It's kind of what I think. And it calms her, correct?
2: It kinda of just like eases her a little bit to you? Um I know it's not the calm yeah, one, but like yeah, I'm just aware
0: wise. of yeah all of the emotions around me, basically. Okay. On a very like
2: deep, deep level. Okay, so when you activate this, um, you on the surface immediately you get just like um, she is like distancing herself from everything. Okay. Like her stone-faced demeanor is a front. I Yeah. Okay. Um, she inside she is like devastated. She misses her husband, and she has like a lot of guilt. Um. Like, like, not like she did something bad, but it's like she feels like maybe it's her fault he's gone or like something like that. Okay. Um, and she has a, a lot of sadness. Okay. Like if there's like a, there's almost like a storm cloud above her, like theoretically. Oh. Um, and you can just tell that almost anything could push her over the edge. <clears throat> um. So why don't you? before you ask questions why don't you give like a roll just like a interview roll about that do you have interview or are you communications I can't remember um I have both okay so just do interview I know you have a ridiculous interview yeah. now yeah so um cause what's your base interview 75 okay so right now you have plus 30 yeah cause I was gonna give you a minus 20 just from her demeanor so yeah. you have an 85 which is great uh, cause it's a D100 he rolls a D100 <gasps> and he got a 29, 29 which is a high success, high success. because it's either ha- it's meets half or it's below half. Okay. Um, and if he rolls if he rolled like a 65 it would have been a low success. Mm-hmm. If he rolled a rolled any anything below the number that is a double so like 66 55 that's a colossal success. That's really good. That's a crit. But in return if he rolls below his number it's a fail and if he rolls below that number double so like if you rolled a 99 Above. Above. Above, yeah. yeah if you roll a 99, a it was a botch, which is a crit fail. Yeah. And that can lead to real fun things I can do, so. <laughs> but you got a high success, so that's great. And she goes, so, uh... She, like, loosens up a little bit. She goes, uh, so, uh, what did you want... What did you want to know?
0: First, I'd like to offer my condolences. I know this must be a very trying time, Mrs. Francis.
2: <laughs> yes, it is.
0: No, that that's overwhelming. why... overwhelming. We are involved in this in this situation. We deal with matters that are sometimes very sensitive.
2: She just nods
0: um so some of our questions that we have one um when your husband was out the evening of the fifteenth when he disappeared uh <laughs> were you um fighting at all during that time?
2: Um, well, of course we have fought. We are married, um, but that night we definitely didn't necessarily have a fight. Um, I got home from work around 4:30. Uh, I am a lawyer for the city. I help with the representing criminals that don't have cases, or if the city's getting sued, I represent the city. So I was home from that. Um, he didn't talk to me much. Um, He seemed slightly distant. But, I mean, it's kind of been like that lately. We've kind of run into a rough patch in our marriage. Um, But, uh, no, he left at 6, so we didn't have much time to speak with one another. He just told me he was going out.
0: Okay. Um, With that, you said that he was acting distant. Uh, How long had that been going on for?
2: So, about... Last month, um, I I was snooping. I was looking through his phone when he was sleeping, and I caught him talking with another woman. Um, When I approached him about it, he promised that nothing happened physical between them, um, that they've only been on a couple dates, and that nothing happened, and he promised he would stop. The interaction, so we've been kind of—it's uh, been kind of weird between us. If that makes sense, like I, I it, all the trust I had from him's gone, and I believe him that he's changing, but it, I'm having a hard time fully forgiving him. It's mainly my fault, but, uh, but, but yeah, so that's kind of why he's been distant, because I've been extra cold
0: okay the night that you saw him again mm-hmm. um, you stated that you hadn't really had any he had no recollection of you how did you how did you know that Or how um, did you feel that, that I was the slammed case? on
2: the brakes when I was leaving work because um, I saw him immediately outside of the building as I pulled out of the parking lot um, and I jumped out of my car and ran to him and I you know was, was like honey where, where have you been I I miss you so much. And he looked confused that he's never met me before. And as uh, so I follow, he ran away. So I followed him into an alley, and he was talking to a disfigured-looking person. When I approached him again, they both scattered, and I chased after them, but I lost them in seconds. Uh, go back to that disfigured. What did you mean by that? His features were disfigured in the way of, like they were non-distinct. Their his eyes were like almost like they were super like small, almost like slits and it was dark. So I'm don't know if it was the trick of the light. Oh, and his mouth was a little bit bigger than that, but like a cr- and like she points to her, her lips. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, may, they had no hair on their body and the the body was like almost a head shorter than my husband.
0: And how tall was your husband? Five. He's a
2: five, about a five, five eleven. Five, okay. And yeah.
1: Hmm.
2: Can you roll a focus for me?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, thirty-eight out of seventy. Boy, have seven. you seen that before? I I, I was thinking that mm-hmm. I just wasn't sure. Yeah. So okay. 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 Um, outside of, of
2: that, um, your husband, what does he do? My husband is, was head of the security for city hall. Head of the security for city hall. Okay. Very, very interesting.
0: All right. Um, just one moment, please.
2: You'll excuse me.
0: And I gather my companions. Uh,
2: She just, she says, okay. And she gets up and she's like, I'll, I'll go get some, some water.
0: Do you have any other thoughts on this that I'm missing,
4: group? Did she say that he looked different than normal? I know she said that he acted different, but did he look yeah. different?
0: Not particularly. But we can. I can go back and. But like, is that.
4: he wearing the same clothes when she saw him? Is he, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's the only thing I got. Right? Yeah. Who,
3: who did he go what? out with? You need to. You did should ask who he went out with. Well, so we, we knew
4: can... that though right. I think in the just case it's just
2: right. from friends or okay. met some people or something. So, okay. So, about a minute and a half, 2 minutes passed and she comes back with like a tray and there's some glasses of water on it for everyone.
0: Oh, thank you, Mrs. Francis. Um, so just a couple questions and then and then we'll be leaving. Uh where exactly and who did your husband go
2: out with that night? Um, for my knowledge, he always went out with his two friends, Colton McRae and and Tristan McRae, two brothers from his old days.
0: Okay. Uh, and do you happen to have their information where we might be able to contact them?
2: Um. She pulls up on her phone and she goes, "Well, I have I have Colton's number." And she writes it down and hands it to you. Okay. And uh, so yeah, I mean that, that's who he went out with, I imagine. And did you not know where they had gone? That so, uh, I am not 100%, but I could, the bar they always went to um, was this Irish bar down in downtown Chicago called Over the Hop Ale Works.
1: Hmm.
0: And then one, one final question, Mrs. Francis. What um, was your husband dressed appearance-wise the second time you had seen him? The same, different?
2: She, like, looks at you and she's like... Like something clicks in her head, and she goes, "No, he was wearing something I've never would have seen him wear. Mm. Like it wasn't like odd clothes; it's just for him. It was different."
0: And any other startling things about his appearance? Uh, paler than usual, perhaps, or um, circles under his eyes. Anything? That's anything that the darndest
2: thing is that he looked the best I've ever seen him. All right. It was a hundred percent him just well rested well fed then makes like mm. he didn't look hungry or scared or anything just
0: mm-hmm. all right you've been very very helpful mrs francis um and i'll give her like our personal number sure them. yeah um if you can think of anything else that might be pertinent um We'll look into this further. Um, I think I think we may have something though. Um, when we do some
2: further digging, we'll let you know. She she nods. All right. Thank you for looking into this. No, thank you, Mrs. Francis. She sees you guys out. Bam bam. Do you uh do anything else at this location? could do a quick once around
0: but I don't know
3: I don't know cuz he wasn't taken from here or disappeared. well from here.
2: that's the thing though so um, so yeah cuz you you didn't have with these creatures they don't have any idea yeah so what I, I am right right it is what it is I mean you're pretty sure okay you don't like know hundred percent cuz you haven't seen it but yeah taking the evidence in hand with how the it lo- how the person looked and the thing he was talking to him. Yeah. Um, so, I think this may,
0: may be an issue.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, us. that's why we're here.
0: No, I mean, we should get in the van
2: for now.
3: I mean, okay.
2: Sure, you guys hop in the back of the van.
0: I think this might be. Oh,
2: go and, when, and when he says it he like
3: shivers mhm well uh I mean I guess we can do some research on that
0: no I'm almost certain that is what it is I don't think I've ever told you why I appear this way
3: no old
0: I'm only 58 you know
3: yeah I just figured figured you, like, smoked or something.
4: No. Wesley literally has, like, a blank stare on his face and just kind of, like, semi-draw-drop, like, uh...
1: What?
0: Kanabe are some of the most nefarious unknown creatures that I have had the displeasure of meeting. They tried to infiltrate the um, Church of Our Lady of Sorrows. And, uh... I found them out they are shapeshifters after a fashion and they feast upon well different things but it it's never good wherever they come in
3: okay so they like they feast on different things like what
0: emotions um particularly life force by force, yep, um, and the fear and terror of their victims. They like to get in close, insert themselves personally and find out the fears of their victims to elicit the worst possible imagining so that they might feast upon them.
2: Um, and you would know from because you've researched them since you've been back. Yeah. Just because you were you wanted to know everything about them, like in the first week you were there, mm-hmm. uh, you know that their main goal is to establish power. Yep. In a in a location so they can do more of terrible things without getting in trouble.
1: Hmm. Mm.
2: It's not good if this is truly what it is. There's never just one.
0: Well, it
4: doesn't sound good, but I mean, we got to do what we got to do. So let's
3: Ouch. Yeah. Mm. I, I stubbed my toe. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> Mavis
2: <laughs> stubs her toe through her combat boots. <laughs>
0: we
3: in, need, in
1: the car.
0: <laughs> we should, um, from henceforth on, keep uh, with us any type of blessed weapons or iron or silver.
3: Well, can't you just bless anything we have?
2: Works that way or not? a question it worked with your crucifix
0: it did work with the crucifix but that's also silver but it was also full silver yeah so i'm not sure which it which of those two things it is
2: and, well you can assume that it was both yeah um but you know um, but that 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 made... only works on some of them um and then you, you know there's a discipline you like you would know yeah. that you could bless stuff yeah but we don't have that so i don't know if anyone in the age i don't think anyone does it's so a, do it's you a think... protective art isn't it y- yes no. Here, I'll look it up. I do remember. remember.
3: So do you think we need to go back to the HQ and get weapons before we head out? Because we just have our regular weapons.
0: Well, these could be any person that we interact with. Mm. And the only reason that I found out about them was I came into the art telepathic empathy.
3: Well, if it's any person we interact with, who do we know to interact with?
0: No, I mean, it could be any per. It could have been the wife, although it wasn't her. Um, hey, you would have known. I would have known that, but...
2: How do I know it's not you? He's not dead. That's I mean, true. You mean, you do know they have to kill the victim, to Assume yeah. it's formed, too. I, mean, I am. Hmm. Yeah. Eh. But it could be anybody. He is right.
0: Um, But that does mean, unfortunately, that Mr. Francis is no longer among the living.
1: Hmm.
4: Well. Well, we got part of the case solved, I guess.
0: I have a confession as well. Abraham is meeting me tonight.
3: Who's that? Who?
0: You've heard him mention him before. Mm -hmm. uh, Not in detail. He is, um, a young man that I took in years ago. Um, We put a stop to the Ganabe when they tried to come to the church. I haven't seen him in in several years. Isn't that a little interesting? I do believe it is him, though. Although, I'm I'm not entirely sure.
4: Yeah, but if he shows up and they show up and they both show up at the same time... He's been hunting them. Oh,
0: okay. But still. I agree. Okay. I have my reservations as well. I'm going with you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Wesley.
3: Okay. I guess I'll go too.
0: It's not until later this evening. So we I could
2: ouch. We could um hmm. we could do some more investigating just in yeah. the case and just mm-hmm. get other people.
4: We can either hit up the bar or go talk to the or you could talk to those brothers, maybe we can get a hold of them or mm-hmm. like
0: I don't know. I'm not That's, sure either. What would be the best course of
1: action?
3: Uh, let's do the bar, because you just said that we don't know who to trust. Maybe maybe those guys burn on it.
2: That's fair. Mm-hmm. And you, so, um, Are you guys done with this location? You're not going to yes. go check anything else out? Okay. okay. Alright, so you turn the car over, and you make your way to the bar. And as you are pulling onto the highway, the camera zooms out, and it pulls back. It keeps pulling back and this camera zooms up, zooms north to a, a far much far colder place of the United States and it zooms down into this snowmobile dealership <laughs> and underneath this said dealership is a similar winding staircase except there's a nice little elevator next to it And it heads down into a beautiful save complex Bastards And it goes into And this isn't like a bullpen These are like private hallways Offices and there's like dedicated corridors and stuff And the the camera stops on this doorway And it's slightly ajar And on the front it says Jewel Christensen And the camera Sneaks through the little crack And Sitting at her desk is Jewel And her teammates are all around her um, trying to think of all her name. There's Tessie Dillon She's sitting with a tight pony Tight blonde pony Glasses resting on her nose I imagine she is on her phone leaning up against the wall um, Polishing a gun Is a man in full cowboy gear Young young man um, He has his hat tipped down a little bit And uh, he has a cloth that he's wiping his Hunting rifle Junior His name, they call him Junior Roland Uh, Yeah, Roland Roland Junior He is the uh, son of a veteran, famous save envoy Um, There is a police officer standing promptly at the doorway, quietly, not saying a word And her name is Miranda Um, And the camera kind of rests in the middle of the room And uh, Miranda pipes up and goes So what do we tell the boss? You've all, like, told her what happened, but you didn't tell her. You left out the Chicago stuff because you weren't sure what to say because you want to talk to everybody in private. Mm -hmm. And uh, Miranda just kind of awkwardly, like, puts her hand on her shoulder not knowing what
3: to say. You're the team leader.
0: I'm going to take a pause moment. So are we referring to the time... That we were in Chicago and okay. attacked by the vampires. So you have told her vapors. about that. Okay, that's
2: that's what I want to make sure. Uh, so <laughs> before, after the case, you guys, you went to the save the Chicago HQ, correct? And you met everybody there, correct? And they did ask you not to say anything, but okay. they all knew because they your Richard knew your parents, and they he knew that they weren't easily they would do what they they knew they thought was right no matter what. So mm-hmm. he kind of got that vibe from you. So he just he asked you not to say anything. Okay, and he explained why. Okay. Um. Um. I don't know if you and Mavis would have talked about it at all. I don't even know if you would have.
3: I don't think we would have,
2: because she doesn't seem that she cares either way. She she her main goal is finding her parents. Okay. Um. So you did get a tour of the building and everything, and you met everyone. Okay. Your whole team did, and they like you know took care of you until you were dropped off at the point.
0: My loyalties lie but with the people. We shouldn't say anything.
2: And she, he, she looks upon uh, the other two.
3: I mean, I don't care.
4: Do as you say, I'm good to go.
3: Andy? What do you think?
2: Yes? Um,
3: Because you're a little bit of a tattletale.
2: Uh, she looks super, like, not offended, but just, like, embarrassed. She goes, Um, I mean, I'll, if, as a vote, I, I mean, I, I agree that we shouldn't say anything. Um, I'm a bad liar, so I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna avoid it, ever. Um, I, I mean, it feels wrong not saying anything, but all of those other HQs did go, and they all died, and ours didn't. We, we, save the we repelled the attack I think that was just luck and these creatures are probably still out there and we shouldn't let them know that the biggest HQ in all of the Midwest one of the biggest HQs in the entire country is alive and okay so I firmly believe that your call is correct Jewel.
0: good good on to our next case then
2: we bury it all of it and uh, the camera uh, zooms up and it just rests on a crescent moon and that's what we're gonna call it not sure what shane was gonna do there (laughs) i wasn't sure i I was really happy that i asked you because i was like what what do they know what do they not know (laughs) because they know everything yeah i mean you guys i mean even the people that like they rescued kind of had an idea yeah Mm -hmm. most of them weren't brought to the hq yeah just because that's crazy but yeah oh yeah um yeah awesome I'm, i'm surprised shane didn't like throw a wrench into everything
1: I, I don't right. always. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's that. I was very excited to give you that choice. I um, I'm curious. I was curious to see what Jewel would do cuz Jewel's uh is the daughter of two top gun detectives. So she's, she's pretty straight-laced and she do can, what she wants. She, I maybe mean, she's MMA fighter. She could like MMA fight. She can do a lot of stuff. She's pretty badass. She's like the she opposite parkours. of Frank basically. <laughs> yeah.
0: But still like a, a nice good nice good she's, she's person. Like she's like a hothead Take action parkour MMA fighter. Strong woman don't need no man yes
1: Mm hmm.
3: Especially no Chad.
1: Yeah,
2: fuck Chad. Judo flip Chad. She judo flipped Chad. Yeah, she did. Actually, in canon, she did beat the shit out of Chad when they broke up because he tried to, like, be gross. Yeah. And he beat the, she beat the shit out of him. Fuck Chad.
3: Fuck
4: Chad.
2: Fuck Chad. Chad got eaten by werewolves, and that's fine. Did he? Yeah, I'm yeah. Yeah, saying it now.
0: He did. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he right did now. And after it college. Just,
2: yeah. He got eaten by werewolves and no one cared. No one How said sad. anything. It's not sad. It's it's not. it's only How sad. How sad for him? I no. mean I feel bad for the werewolves because they had indigestion for like a week. Oof.
3: Too many monsters.
2: Yeah. Yeah, too many monsters. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Did you guys have fun?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Well, um I hope you all had a fun time listening. Um, I know there's a lot of me dialogue for me I was trying to set the stage for people Who wanted to jump in on this episode
3: Yeah totally So, Hopefully it'll be better Next episode Just
2: a heads up for the people that are joining us now I have so many voices for these characters And they all have different accents and stuff It's not just my voice Um, And you got to hear Dax's a little bit But I have some fucking wild accents I do (laughs) And I don't know if they're good I mean I like them No so. but they're fun They're fun I mean they're better Than some I've heard So
3: Yeah that's true That's true
2: If I'm If I'm I'm, if I'm the best Of the worst That's still pretty good Still not Number bottom Anyway Number bottom If you want If you like the show And you want to support the show Leave us a review On 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 Twitter Leave us a review On Apple Podcasts That's what it's called now So call it iTunes <sighs> Um, we actually have a few reviews that I wanted to uh, read. We're going to read a couple of them. Um, we got a few going back. I don't think we ever read this one. Did we read the one from, from Rob? Did we read that?
0: I don't remember. I want to say that we
2: did because I think that
0: that was the...
4: I, I think you mentioned it. I don't think I don't you know actually you
2: read. read it, though. Okay, yeah, well, we'll, we'll read the one from, from a Rob then. If we do it again, that's fine. He's a... He's a great listener. So we'll give him a little extra spotlight. Um, and it says, awesome. Five stars, definitely something special happening here. And you owe it to yourself to give these guys a listen. You will not be disappointed. And that was from Rob two, six, three, zero. Um, and then our next review, uh, is from, uh, rolling on fate, which is a podcast we did a promo for. And, uh, the guys over there are great. And, uh, They listen to a few of our episodes, and they have this to say. Subscriber already. Five stars. Grim Encounters is a fantastic actual play podcast. If you love dark stories set in the real world with magic thrown in, this podcast is for you. They have great music and folio sound effects. The audio quality just gets better down the line, so subscribe and catch up with them already. They are a fun group, and the chemistry between the players and the DM is fantastic. If you're looking for another podcast to add to your list, I highly recommend Grim Encounters. Um... And we have some more, but we'll read those in the next episode. But, yeah, sweet. Yeah, well, thanks for that. That means a lot when you guys leave reviews. It mm-hmm. does help the show gain some visibility and traction. So.
4: I love hearing what people have to say, like mm-hmm. if they like
2: it or don't like it. You know, what, yeah. what do they want to hear? You know, that's that's always good feedback. So. Yeah. And you can always uh, message us or tweet us at Twitter, at Grim Encounters. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty active on there. I reply to almost everybody. Yeah. I like to talk to people. Um, if you want to join our Discord, it's in the description of this episode and on our Twitter. Um you can go on there, all of the cast is on there, yeah, you can chat with them, ask them questions. you can post funny memes, even if they're just like d d and d memes. We like those too. We all love D&D, so um but I think that isn't for the housekeeping, so wait, am I forgetting something? Yes, wait, wait, what's that noise? Do you hear that? It's right behind you
3: oh, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs>
1: You, you, <laughs> <laughs> she legit jumped, that she was so <laughs> <good>.
2: <laughs> You you turn behind you and you see a creature that its head is split into all fours and it has a giant tongue that's sitting into the air. And you scream in terror as you cower. And it uh it coughs and then its head forms into a face and says, "Oh, sorry over there. Didn't mean to scare you. I just wanted to let you know to stay spooked out there."
1: What
3: an awful encounter (laughs) You
0: literally jumped
4: (laughs) Hi there, I'm Kennan and I'm the DM for Top of the Round We are a homebrew character-driven actual play podcast fueled by the power of D&D 5e What happens when a naive druid, an orphaned monk, and a mysterious drought elf are roped into becoming a mailman for a goddess?
2: Join Talos, as you know my bosses aren't the most merciful people
0: chas hey do you guys know where i could find a map of everywhere Seku, we might as well try it's the worst thing that could happen is we could die
4: find us
1: wherever you listen to a podcast episodes drop every monday hope to see you soon